ride, baby. Worldwide, you know what I'm saying? All over the planet. Hi, Chanel. How are you doing? <laughs> good, good. I look forward to these now, so I'm ready. Me too. I'm so excited. I can't believe we're already recording episode five. Yeah, soon we're going to be doing like more than one a week. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you everyone for tuning in again for yet another episode of If These Kinks Could Talk. Uh, In this podcast, we start off with sharing with you our progress and milestones as we build our brands and learn how to make the most out of social media and marketing, as well as um, the struggles and obstacles that we face with getting to our overall goal of creating a brand and an apparel company. I'm happy that my followers are not you know, going up and down, up and down on Instagram right now. Um, I, I seem to have found my core group who really enjoy the content that I have. And so I don't have a lot of big fluctuations in followers to my page. So that's great because I haven't been posting as frequently as I have, you know, in the past because, you know, I'm traveling for work and back to school things. It's kind of taken my attention. I haven't been able to post as much. So it was good to see that I still am maintaining a certain amount of followers. Yes, that's awesome. So even regardless of you posting or liking or commenting, you, you're not losing like 50 followers <laughs> a day. Yeah, and that's yeah. how it was before. Actually, it seemed like that's how it was when I was being very active and the liking and the posting every you know hour on the hour, my posts would give or take based on my engagement. Now here I am, you know, you know, last week I was pretty much out of commission. I maybe posted one, you know, twice or three times, but still maintain a core following. I maybe dropped here and there and ebbed and flowed, you know, here and there, but not drastically. So I feel like these are real followers, you know, because you get those fake followers all the time that you know, whatever app or whatever gimmicky thing you can get to get more followers, they come on and they fall off. But for me to still maintain, I think these are people really, you know, look at my content and like it. Oh, that's awesome. That's a good point. Really good point. So I can kind of just to piggyback on that. I um, I recently took a webinar. It's um, Kevin Lars. He's uh, probably seen some If you're on social media, especially Instagram, you've probably seen ads of his floating through your feed. Um, Then again, maybe not, depending on how, (laughs) what what you like and what your interests are. But um, his ads come through my feed quite a bit. And he has a brand, a clothing brand called, um, I believe it's called Doing Something Different. And um, he has courses that you can take to help you build your brand and also start, you know, a T-shirt business if you want and also how to master social media. So anyway, he was given a free webinar at about like two something this morning and I um, signed up for it and I took the webinar. It was an hour and a half. And if you stayed on the webinar for the entire duration, of course, he offered a product. And then he also gave you a free guide to mastering the social media marketing um, 
especially Instagram and Facebook. He's very focused on Instagram and Facebook ads. And he, he talks about how it helped his brand grow from 4,500 followers to 40,000 followers in a matter of five months just from Instagram ads and Facebook ads. So he talked, yeah, and he was saying how like right now is the time for you to maximize your exposure through ads because it's cheap and it's getting out to, you know, thousands if not millions of people. So you're guaranteed to see growth, you know, whether it be in followers, whether it be in conversions, um, or just, just plain old exposure of your brand to new clientele. He mentioned in there, I know that was a, I beat all the way around that bush, <laughs> but, all right. but, but he mentioned in there that Facebook changes the algorithms very frequently. And he said that they're very secretive about what their goals are when they change the algorithm. So, you know, no one really knows except their team what the method behind their madness is when they change the algorithms. So um, he said, you know, organic marketing is dead. That that was like one of his like punchlines in the training. And what he meant by that was like, where you would think, oh, if I post all the time, or if I add these hashtags every time I post, you know, this will get me more exposure, this will get me more followers, this will get more people, you know, to my website. He said, that is not the case. So he said, this is your followers. He said that when you post on Facebook, only 30, sorry, you post on Instagram, only 30% of your followers are actually seeing your post. When you post on Facebook, only 2% of your followers are seeing your post. So Unbelievable. You mean people that are Facebook, your friends. So that's, yes. that's one of the things I noticed is that, you know, you have hundreds of friends. I do maybe, you know, 500 or so plus friends on my Facebook, but I only see the same people, you know, only I could tell that it's only a small percentage of a pool of my friends I see. Okay. Right. So you're like, wait a minute. I don't see all 500, po at least all no. 500 people. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how they do that. If it's based on how frequently they're posting, my friends are engaging on the platform, but they only show me a handful so I feel like I, I engage very closely and know what's going on in a good 10% of my friends. And I wonder what, what happened to the other ones. Are they not posting as much? But I can see repeatedly the same people over and over again. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Yeah, I guess they figure, you know, who who's most likely to stay your friend through the years. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, and that's on your private account. So then right. just imagine, like, if you're trying to conduct a business and use it for exposure right and i wanted to ask about the five dollar a day facebook ad thing did he mention anything uh about that about is it just testing the market and dipping it or are you or is he going hardcore into spending hundred dollars a day posting his ads yes now his company is very successful he has like um kevin durant rocking brand you know his gear and nike they nike actually uses his print shop when they do stuff for people who are in the bay in um california and so he's he's made it pretty big 
um, over the past year because of, you know, his marketing tactics and his team and stuff. But he was saying that, um, yeah, you know, he started off, they started off with a $40 a day ad. His company. Okay, there we go. $40 yeah. a day. All yeah. Right. Look, she knows like, there you go. She got <laughs> to the point. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I just want to know if he was dropping knowledge to the point. Like, I, I see where you are, and there's many people who take these courses to want to get where they are. So thank you for telling me where they are, but how did you get there? How did you scale? Yeah. And so I'm glad. So he said $40 a day. Yes. So he said $40 a day is where they started off. And then he said, you know, they made that money back because once the ads brought the customers and they got the sales, then they just took that money that they made and put it back into marketing. So then wow. they went from $40 a day to $100 a day and then $100 a day to $150 a day. And then, you know, that's so where it's at. Yeah. He, and he said, it's absolutely necessary. He's like, you think like, oh man, I just paid, you know, $6 a day for this ad and it says it reached, you know, 5,000 people, but yet nobody clicked on my website, you know? And well, yeah, said, that's the frustration behind it. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't spending that kind of money, but I tried the Facebook ads for a little bit and it's $5 a day. And it says, you know, all these people come to your website, my Shopify website, but then nobody really was converting. But I guess you got to throw more, more mud up against the wall. See what sticks. Yes, and he, and and that's exactly what he said. He said that you know you have to look at your ads, whatever it is that you're promoting, as bait. And then on top of that, you have to know who you're targeting. And then once you know that you've got good bait and you know who to target, then you make your catch. Right. So, so you got to play around with your target. And in Facebook, actually, when you get into the ad manager. It actually is so granular. You can pick and choose who you want to market to based on their religion, their sex, their their lifestyle. Are they into yoga? Are they into meditation? Are they into, you know, it, it's, it's very granular. You can pick and choose the yeah, type of people you want to go after. That is like, I was like, I didn't know that. This is the business manager, right? Facebook ad. At the ad manager. When you go in there to set up a campaign, mm -hmm. you know, you set your budget per day you can set your budget per day and, and i did you know five dollars a day and then you can then you know start out very broad like just go after men or just go after women somebody over 18 and then you can stop there or you could go a little further and say okay well do you want to go based on you know country um do you want to go based on uh more specific age you know you know shorten the age a little bit um did they graduate college did he not graduate college you know, it was all kind of different. You could spend a whole hour there trying to fine tune <laughs> an audience to go after. And then there's a scale on the right side that that lets you know, okay, if you're in the green, you're good. You found a good niche to go after. Or if you're in the red, it's too broad. Or it's a little scale there. Oh, wow. You. Yeah, he showed a little example of that on the webinar. He didn't go into as much depth as you just did. But he showed like a little snippet, you know, of what it looks like and what their goal is when you're building your ad. Look at that. We're going to sell that, some courses down the yeah, line. Yes. <laughs> now that is, and, it, you know, it was an hour and a half of great information. Um, the biggest takeaway that I got from it was that, one, you make your money because you're going to make money off of these ads. When you make your money and you make your sale, 
put it back into advertisement so that you can then further, you know, broadcast, I guess you can say, or reach. Your reach just keeps extending and extending because you're able to invest more and more in in the ads. He said the average company spends like $300,000 a year, and that's just like regular size company on advertising. You know, he said it's a lot of money there. And he also said that commercials are like they're going away because people are always on their phones. So the way to reach people now is through social media. And he said, you're going to start seeing large companies, big brand companies that normally would have a commercial or a radio ad starting. You're going to start seeing them put promotions on social media because that's what people are looking at now, you know? And, um, I just thought that was really interesting. He was just saying, now is the time. You know, you, who who could who can sit there and say, like, I was able to advertise, basically have a free commercial or snippet broadcasted to over a million people for $40 a day or for, you know, or for $10 a day or whatever it is. I was like, that that's very true. But when do you start, I guess, and, and sometimes these courses throw out the bones and then if you want to know more, you know, let's upgrade you to the next package. But what happens when you keep chasing after an audience that is not biting? Like, how do you know? And that's where uh, I came up with that $5 budget. Not me. There was another course or somebody I was listening to on YouTube who says, start out with $5 to test your market. So here I have done these campaigns, $5 a day. People are going to my site, but they're not converting. So how do you know if you're chasing the wrong group of people? Do I throw more money at it? Like, should I do the $40 a day, like this guy's saying? Or do you stop, reevaluate, and then change? Um, now, that's a good question. So that's the other thing you said. Like, do they, they get you so far, and then it's time to buy a product so you can learn more, which that was the case. But I will say this is probably one of the few webinars I've taken where what he gave was um, – like awesome, you know, it was like awesome information just in an hour and a half. So I didn't feel like I was like led on with a bunch of garbage content and then, oh, buy my course so you can get the real deal. I felt like he gave us good information. And then at the end, you know, he's like, okay, now I got this boot camp. <clears throat> right, right. You know, and he talks about the value of it. The value of it is $12,500, but I'm willing to sell it to you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can get it for the low low price of nine hundred ninety seven. <laughs> <That's a> deal. <laughs> yeah, that kind of blew my mind. I was like, yo, that's really high. <laughs> that's um, why we have to see the value in what we're doing. I guess for the last couple of episodes, I mean, we're really giving away all the information we're learning for free. Yeah. You know, if you take a listen to if anyone wants to start a t-shirt business, you know, within. If you go back and listen to the other episodes and things, you should be up and running before the next episode. It's really easy. Yeah, and and we're letting you kind of like learn from our mistakes and learn from our successes, you know, telling you what worked and, and we're also sharing with you what doesn't work. So I liked a lot of his information, digital phishing, you know, and and he said some other good things about like, you know, what are you selling? What are you, what do you, do you really believe in your product? Do you feel that it's the best that it is, you know, the best that it can be? 
and when you promote, are you are you promoting an image that is actually going to be content that somebody wants to click on? You know, like or are you? He said, you know, boring pictures. No, he's like videos. Yes, you know, creative imagery. Take your time and really think about like if you were scrolling through and you saw this, would you stop and click on it? You know, right. And I was like, yeah, that's true. You know, we don't we don't think about that. But um, I mean, it was awesome information, Chanel. Like he talked yeah, about how are you gonna walk? Are, we, are you gonna try the forty dollars a day? No, I can't afford that. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot afford. You want You think Emmanuel is mad about me? Buying it. <laughs> Shoot. I didn't see me spend forty dollars a day. Other, I can't. Shoot. Well, forty dollars a day for seven days. You know, no, just to test it out. <laughs> well, you know, you, you did mention, you know, and this we'll get into probably a little later. Another, you know, initiative that we're setting off is trying to cut out the middleman. I use Printful. You use Printify. The different print-on-demand vendors. You know, so we're trying to cut them out. And one of the things, you know, you said to do is let's try to print them ourselves. So we got to buy the blank T-shirts. We got to buy the, the transfer, so on and so forth. That can cost like two hundred some dollars, right? Yeah, it is. It's going to be a couple hundred dollars. There you yeah. go. So let's say if we were to, you know, do the forty dollars a day for seven days, what's that? That's two hundred eighty dollars. Now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I definitely think you're going to get the exposure. That's without a doubt. Right. But my, here's my thing. And he also talked about this too. So then you start getting the traffic, right? Mm-hmm. And now what do you do with it? Because you don't have a means to produce the amount of traffic you're getting now. So... Then you do it, and and now it's like, oh, my goodness, I have 23 orders. I can't cut off my Printify or my Printful app on Shopify because I need to get these orders out to my customers, you know? And right now, that's the way to do it. So you would think to do it the other way then, which is make sure you have your in- inventory first, go after the inventory, and then maybe do the $40 a day. Yes. I think that's why, like, I think we really have to establish ourselves offline um, while simultaneously, you know, promoting and maybe for a lower budget advertising. But I think we really have to have our, we got to set up shop well before we put it out there because we both believe wholeheartedly in our products, you know. That goes without saying. You know that you have a beautiful message to share. I know that I have a beautiful message to share. That's not the question. The question is how do I get this message out to the people who I know are going to believe in it just like I do, you know? Right. That's fair enough. All right. So I'm going to hold off on the $280 for seven days. I'm going to hold off on that and focus that that money onto having an inventory, a physical inventory. And speaking of the, I know just marking that down right now, what we discuss here and what I'm going to try to do for the next episode. But last episode, we did talk about how going live more often. Yes, we did. <laughs> I put myself out there a little bit. Yes, you did. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Let's talk about that. 
Only one day, though. Um, Like, one day, all day. I know, because it took all day to straighten my damn hair. <laughs> but I said, let me try to figure this out. So, just videotape myself uh, trying to blow dry and straighten my hair. That was a really good video, though. I mean, I thought I was like, I love the way you, like, sped it up. <laughs> different phases. Because you still got to see, you know, I got to see you section off your hair, blow dry each section. No, we don't have to sit there for the whole hour, you no, know, but right. you, you showed us the process in a matter of minutes. So yeah, and it took me all day. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it took that long. That's because I, when I, I don't straighten it that often, but when I do, you got to give a protein treatment, then I got to give a deep conditioner and then it's just a process. Oh, yes. Well, I thought that was really dope. I was like, okay, Chanel gets a point. Okay, good. I (laughs) meant it because I was slacking. And I think you went live a couple times or you were posting a lot. And I was like, okay, I did say I was going to do it. Yes, I did. I did post a lot. I I actually really have a lot of fun on that page because people are so interactive on that page when you post stuff. I, I like it. That's the thing. I couldn't see who... I guess I don't know if it's because I'm a visitor to the page. I don't know. But I couldn't see if anybody was looking at the post, the live, like, video thing. On which one? The one that you did? Yeah. Oh, did you click on? You had to click on, like, the very first post, and then it will minimize and show you how many people have viewed, like, the very first um, post in your story. That's what you're talking about? Yeah, I guess so. I just didn't know if anybody was it anybody taking a peek? Was anybody interested? I don't know, but I just went live. So Oh yeah. I mean I know for a fact I saw it and I know Emmanuel saw it. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> what did he say? He was like, What the heck is Chanel doing? No, you know, it's so funny out there. He's just so like behind. He's like, Did y'all's page get hacked? I'm like, What? No, <laughs> that's Chanel. <laughs> No, it's like, who the heck is this chick on your page? I'm like, that is Chanel. He's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Great. I look like a fool. I look crazy. No, No, I thought that was so good. Even how you showed the products. And, you know, that's something else that we're going to touch on, I'm sure, in episodes to come. But you you were sharing about, you know, when you when you advertise a product that's called What's that called again? Oh, affiliate marketing. That's right. Yeah. That's another thing. That's another way to have some passive income. So whenever you mention a product, you create a link and then you, um, that link is specific to you. They give you like a special code. So that if anyone goes and buys through that link, then you get a percentage of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's right. I did put, I forgot about that. So that's a really awesome affiliate marketing. Yeah, we're going to get on. We're going to get this well-oiled machine going so that, you know, when anyone listens to something, either it be on YouTube or Facebook, whatever it may be, even through this iTunes, you know, that six months from now, if someone clicks on the link, buy something, that's a revenue stream. That's a passive revenue stream. And it don't take much. You just got to get it going. Does not take much to maintain. You mentioned before that you were speaking to someone recently said, Oh, you know, my husband and I we're gonna start a YouTube. Did you ever ask or did you get <laughs> before you were stung by the bee? Did you get a chance to say, <laughs> Well, what's holding y'all back? <laughs> I did. I was like, Well, what's holding y'all back? <laughs> oh, no, you know what she said? <laughs> 
for everyone didn't catch on, um, Ty got stung by a bee. <laughs> I did. I got stung by a bee today on my backside while I was having a really good conversation with someone from work. And um, she's starting a YouTube channel with her husband. And she said that they had been talking about it for years. And the problem was she didn't want to be on camera. Well, there's a way to get around that. But he wants to be on camera. He wants to interview. Wants to be interview. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he wants to be on camera interviewing couples, having conversations, you know, like that type of thing. And she was like, she had, she just didn't want to do it for the longest time. And now she's finally agreed to do it with him. So that's great. You know, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. So that's the next level for us is to take yeah. it. But we will. We'll get there. Yeah, we're right there. We're there. We just yeah. Well, when I tell people, you ever tell people like, yeah, I got a podcast and see their reaction. I have, but you know what's funny? I don't get the reaction that you get. Let's talk about the reaction you get. (laughs) Well, I was at you know uh, a way you know work event this week, and I was telling you know my coworkers I have a podcast, and it was like first they they do play you off like okay yeah whatever. Chanel, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, really. And it's to the point where I pull out my phone and be like, look. <laughs> and they like, really? That's you? I'm like, yeah, that's me. And that's, like, that's, that's awesome. They say, like, can't believe it. Yeah. I see. I don't. It's just like, I get the reaction, like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I want to say, like, do you know what a podcast is? Because I will say that too. The crowd that I'm talking to probably doesn't you know and that's something else um you know knowing your knowing your audience and um like for instance instagram is very 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 highly populated by 18 to 24 year olds um yeah instagram and snapchat and facebook is where you get like your Middle age, yeah. Yes, that's when the parents started coming on. It was like, okay, the younger kids were like, we got to get off this and go. (laughs) Right, older people are here now. (laughs) They are here. They have figured out Facebook. We're out. We out. We're out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just interesting about that. But yes, people don't really. It's kind of like, oh, okay. Well, you know, that's cool. Good luck with that. Yeah. I'm like we we got episode number four up, mommy. Click the link in our bio. She's like, what? I don't. It's a click what? <laughs> like never mind. Okay. <laughs> but I do have uh, on the flip side, you know, a lot of people who are also entrepreneurs like you and I, who want to come on the show and interview with us, you know, and and are willing to, you know, just be a part of it and share information and network so that's good you know to know that there are people out there that do recognize what it's all about and want to want to be a part of it too i I can't wait to you know fast you know when you start a new job and then you got to get over the learning curve and training and if you fast forward six months you're in the groove yeah like that's what i can't wait to get six months down the line and we're like in the groove yes i'm looking forward to that too (laughs) i mean i Honestly, I feel like we're in the groove. Like I, I, I really do. I feel like we really have something here, and I, because our hearts are pure and our intentions are to share information, you know, to people who 
are like-minded, you know, and, and even those who might not be. And our intent is to just connect with other people, you know. I think it's just, it's as simple as that, you know, just connecting. So we get a lot of traffic on the blog, you know, and the, and the Instagram and, and the podcast as well. So, it's And the only difference between a listener and us is the action behind it. Like, if you take a little bit of time just to research how to get it executed, to take the, the idea in your head and to actually make it happen so we went from having these t-shirt ideas in our in our head for for me for years I'm sure for you the same and then now suddenly it's out there <laughs> and that's, yes. that's a great feeling to know that it's out there and it didn't take much really to get it out so now we got to market in things that you know there's a learning curve in that but just to get the idea out of your head and and you know into the universe that I love it I love that we've done that. Me too. And we're going to continue to do that. And that's what the beauty of it is, is. It doesn't ever get old. Just keep on creating. That's We are on the other side now. We're the creators. We're the producers instead of the consumers. So, yeah. Another thing I didn't know is that Facebook had over 2.23 billion users. Wow. <laughs> so um, we, we just a drop in the bucket. <laughs> yeah, billion. <laughs> You know, and you're sitting here thinking like, and you mentioned that too, you know, you run a campaign or you run an ad and it doesn't produce the outcome that you thought it would. He's like, don't get discouraged. You know, they never do. And he told this funny story about how he, um, he saw Rick Ross at a book signing and he had made a custom shirt for Rick Ross. And he shows a picture of the shirt, you know, in the training, and the pic, the dude looked nothing like Rick Ross. And he said, <laughs> Rick Ross, you know, you walked up to him at the, um, he was doing like signing autograph CDs or something. And he said, he walked up to him and he showed him the shirt. And he said, Rick Ross was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And he took it and left it there. And never, and didn't even take it with him when he left. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, that was a little moment. <laughs> <laughs> and you know he's like well you know he shows the shirt he's like I really did it did not look anything like Rick Ross but I spent hours and hours and hours on that design <laughs> and I wanted to give it to my man you know like right but he got back up you know on the horse and tried it different and kept going with it just a different way yep mm-hmm. anything else happened that you know we've been away at least yeah. I had physically I mean I was in down in Orlando for a minute but Anything else happen this week? Oh, yeah. You're not allowed to do that again. What, go away? Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, it wasn't. It was for work. It wasn't for pleasure. I wish I could have stayed home. I was like, gosh, it feels like it's been like a year. With me and you Dada. I know. <laughs> And they kept, you know, yeah. they keep us busy to the point where I really didn't have any free time. Maybe a hot 10 minutes. Yes. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and I know what that's like when you're trying to call, you know, call and check on the kids and hubby and talk to mom. It's a lot. Yeah. So. And actually, this was the first time. So I go away about twice a year for work. And um, it's usually for about four days. And this was the first time that. My husband has kept the kids on his own 
because usually he'll get help from his, either his mother or my mother. So I just was like, wow. So imagine what I came home to. The, you know, the kids were mm. fine. You know, they were fed. They were, they were dressed. They were, you know, bathed. It's just the state of my home. You know, <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was standing. It was still standing, but it was like, yeah. Ooh. You could tell he was just surviving. He was <laughs> surviving. <laughs> he was like, Mom gonna have to get that when she get back. Yeah, right now. I got towels on the floor everywhere. It was, <laughs> was, it was rough. Ooh. I go into mm-hmm. my my um four-year-old's room. I'm like, why does it smell like pee in here? <laughs> smell like pee in here? Like what is going on? <laughs> He was like, I just was, I was just doing what I could, you know, I, I got them to school. I helped them with their homework, you know, and see men look at the accomplishment as, you know, a little bit different. So he's like, you know, I was really helping them with their homework. And I was, I had to like study all up in here and everything. And I'm like, that's good. But there's just multitasking talent that women have that men don't, they're very one track minded. So I can do the study hall and everything myself, but I also could pick up the towel. And you know, yeah. Make sure, <laughs> make sure my my son's room don't smell like pee, or you know, make sure all the dishes are picked up or something. It's just a, I may I may stay up a little late doing it till like one o'clock in the morning doing it, but I make sure that it gets none. Preach, <laughs> black girls rock. <laughs> no, seriously, you know that is something that men overlook. You know, we have very very good multitasking skills and they just don't have that they just don't they don't and then i guess i came in you know like a bitch i guess i come in and you know i'm happy to see everybody but i'm i'm commenting on the state of the home and he's like you know well chanel why don't you want to see all my accomplishments i did like why (laughs) why are you coming up in here nagging me like what you picking me apart i'm like i ain't mean to it's just it's a lot of work I got to do. I just came in. <laughs> so. Mm, That's so true. Mm-mm-mm. So I spent the weekend recovering my home, you know, just getting everything back on track. So. Oh, busy. I'm sure. Three bo- <laughs> I was going to say three boys, two Please men. Please don't that on me. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Let me knock on some wood or something. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's too funny. I'll take a look. <laughs> Because I actually went to a birthday party. So I came back um, on Thursday night. And then really Friday was right back to work. But on Saturday, I had to go to a birthday party. And yeah, I have a friend. She has three boys. Ooh. I know. I'm like, oh, shoot. So, you know, eight. I think the youngest one is about eight months. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yep. Three boys. And I'm like, what? And we getting up there in age. So it's not like three boys at the age of 25. No. <laughs> It's three boys almost knocking on 40. So it's yeah. like, whoa. <laughs> and that's how I do the math now. Okay, if I had a kid right now plus 20, you know, be like 60 something years old. <laughs> this is, I don't mean to say it's like a jail sentence, but it's like, wait, 18 years. That's how you add it on. <laughs> but see, my thing is, I mean, I guess you're right. It's not a jail sentence. It's not to- but it's 18. You know, at least you got to get them out of high school. So 18 years. You do. <laughs> you do, you do, you do. Well, I had a baby right now. It'd be, whoa, I'm already looking like I got a four-year-old. So I'm like, man, 
Mm. <laughs> Twelve weeks. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> That's a struggle. Guys. <laughs> but you wouldn't but have you know, it any other way, right? They are a blessing. It wouldn't have it any other way. You wouldn't have it any. This angel, they just as sweet as they can be. <laughs> I know. I was, uh, my friend lives around Rutgers, you know. So that's where I went to school and we're driving through and I'm slowly driving through just reminiscing and my ear on the back seat is like, Mommy, did you love it here? I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> Do you wish you could, go, you could go back and be here in time? I'm like, uh... <laughs> No, because I would never have got a chance to meet you. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. <laughs> that was a good answer. Okay. <laughs> That's too funny. Especially if you're going to be a good parent and keep them engaged in things like you know, yes. I commend you for that too. You're keeping them, you know, your your daughter's engaged and stuff, and exposing them to things that maybe you weren't exposed to yourself. Yeah, I try to. It's like I found myself trying to unlearn a lot of the things that I learned in my childhood, you know? Like what? Um, You know, for instance, like feeling like it's okay to just give education responsibilities to the teacher, you know? Don't ask about the homework. Don't ask about what they're learning. Don't engage the, you know, the teacher or whoever's facilitating that learning. Just wait until the bell rings and go home and repeat it all over again. You know, that type of mentality. I know at least, you know, big ups to my mom. She took great care of me and my sister. She was a single mom and she just didn't have the time to sit down and, you know, go over homework or, mm-hmm. you know. And So now you're more in, you're, you're changing that by being more engaged in your kids' education. Yes, it's just very, it's like mandatory, you know, it's mandatory. It's something we shouldn't even, don't even let time get in the way of you doing it, really. Yeah, um, wish us luck. We have open house uh, coming this week, and we have a laundry list of things. They, they're going to be like, oh, shoot, here they come. Like, we really think that's going to be one of the the little comments maybe throughout the school year, like, oh, man, here come the Arter Bridges again. <laughs> Because we are really engaged and want to know what's going on with our kids. And we got a lot of questions. Shoot, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Like my son is coming home, not documenting his homework for some reason, telling us, you know, well, the teacher said we didn't have homework. Like what? Or, you know, where is it? You know, where's the syllabus or where's the, you know, routine that the teacher laid out for you? Like when's, you know, last year it was a, a lot different. It was like every every Friday we knew they were going to have a test of some sort on this subject. And, you know, she had a homework book and she wrote down and even if it was no homework, she would say no homework. So this, this school is a little bit different. It's willy nilly type of thing. Also, he commented on some kid was running around the classroom during social studies talking about got milk or you need milk, some type of meme that's going on around the internet. Oh, what? Yeah, that's what my husband was telling me. I haven't caught it yet, but he was just running around the classroom to the point where the teacher couldn't finish the lesson. <gasps> yeah. So, you know, my son is like looking at that like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> Alex will come home and tell you stuff. So, yeah, we definitely. We wrote that down on things to address when we go there. Like, oh, yeah. Does he have it where he's only allowed to have certain milk or... 
I don't know what the kid is. All I know is my son was like, yo, mom, there was this kid. I couldn't really finish my social studies class. So there was a kid randomly getting up, running around the classroom, talking about milk. <laughs> wow, that is. Mm, mm, mm. I was like, well, maybe he needs to be in a different class. I don't know. See, that's that's what it. That's where they say, like you know, your son, your daughter is going to school to learn, but they can't focus because there's all these other distractions around them. Wow, wow. that's unfortunate. You know, they didn't missed out on that lesson. <laughs> Because God was like, that would have me hot. That would Oh, yeah, it does. So, and then it's one of those classes. Um, he's only in third grade, but the school changes every period. So he has about four or five different teachers. You know, he has the English teacher, the social studies teacher, you know, stuff you usually get when you're in high school. He's So there's more than one teacher. So that's why I got to address it with each. We're going to figure out who's who. What about the student? <laughs> Can we know who he is? <laughs> or how are you addressing it? Or what do you do when a child does that? Because obviously he disrupted the whole class. So maybe you should have removed him that day or something or taken him, sent him down to the principal's office, something like that. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a toughie. That's a tough one, especially so early in the school year because you can't even really develop an opinion about them. You know, <laughs> like, like he always do it running around the class so I'm asking who got milk. I'm tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this is just the first week. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> but he's there and now he's in third or fourth grade. Third. Yeah. So they know better by then. You know, they know how things are supposed to go in class. I know. We'll see. But that's yeah. just a thing where I listen. I pick my son's brain all the time about what happened at school, what's going on. And we are engaged in their, their schooling a lot more than my mother was. But again, I was in a single family household too. So, you know, I understand my mom, you know, she was tired when she came home and, you know, she put it on us. You know, education was very important. At the same time, she didn't have time to nitpick over everything we we had to do for school. Wow. Yeah. Well, both of you all did definitely made her proud, you know? Well, yeah, it's about that, putting that education as a priority. She did do that. And I think that was because she didn't finish school herself. So I think that's the way natural progression should be. Every generation should do better than the one before. I agree. Yeah. Our yeah. kids, we're, we're, you know, they're going to do better than what we did. I totally agree with that. So I guess for me this week, um, the big thing was I actually ordered some shirts in bulk from a company that sells um, pre-made pasta. I'm sorry. Pasta. <laughs> Somebody's hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, no, from a company that does custom t-shirt printing. It's called MGE Custom Prints. And they are awesome. I got my first design done. Um and he messed up on about I would say like seven or eight of the shirts. The ink is running. Um and so he's pretty much giving me an entire new shipment for free just because I told him that eight of the shirts were not correct. I think that, you know, again, you're on this mission to cut out the middleman, which I need to get on that train. Yes. But I think that is amazing that you scrutinized it. You found someone who puts customer service first, you know, 
And even though the first shipment didn't work out, he was able to make amends. And yeah. Invested. So then you're gonna you're gonna be ready to do the forty dollars a day soon. <laughs> I, look, I gotta pay my Shopify bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pick it up on me. That's automatic. Well, what is the plan when you have the shirts? So you have um a certain amount in certain sizes and design. So the game plan is to then what when you have them? Well, right now the plan is to get the shirts out onto people's bodies so they can wear them. It's not so much to like make a killing off of the profits or anything like that. It's really just to get exposure. The other thing was, remember we were talking about t-shirt types and quality and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. They So the shirts are gilded. I think they're, I, I gotta look and see like which number it is, but um, they are not the best quality but they were the most economical way. So if you were to say uh, gold, silver, bronze, are they like bronze or silver? Uh, the Gildan t-shirt itself is probably, I would say a bronze, depending on what you're using it for. If you're just using it to, to like, you know, for advertising purposes, throw this on and walk around, I guess it goes out. And I mean, I would say, yeah, it's just not, because the information is getting out there, you know, about their company, but it's not, it's got to be something. I don't know what it is, you know, that they took so much pride in redoing their order and making sure it was right. That was huge. Yeah, do you have to send back the other ones that were messed up? No. Mm-mm. About how many out of the shipment were messed up? Eight. Eight of them. So yeah, it's MGE Custom Prints. They're pretty cool. They specialize in screen printing and embroidery. And they um, prefer... And then what was, um, again, tell about what your brand is and what is the shirt that you actually got from them? Oh, so for my brand, it's um, Scat Cat Apparel. And I had created a design that says Princess Warrior. And within that design is um, words of affirmation and uh, encouragement. Don't be humble. Shout it out. Simple little company. <laughs> I will say that, you know, I am still getting traffic from Eric Roberson's post a few weeks ago. I just had mm-hmm. someone. I guess another sale last night around 2 a.m. <laughs> What's that? We need like some sound effects going on for that. Yeah. <laughs> Like that horn when they play reggae music. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was a sweet surprise. I kept looking, double looking, you know. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I think it's one of the things is is proven is that this can be set up as a passive type of income. You see, you never know the type of returns you're going to get on that. Your shirt is making money in the wee hours of the night. Somebody somewhere is looking on their phone. Or whatever is like I want to buy that. That's passive income. Yeah, that's as passive as it gets. <laughs> right. This. You put it out there. You you set it. I mean, you almost set it and forget it. Especially once you find out what images or whatever are catching your followers' attention and those potential followers. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> see, so yeah, and it just comes comes back. So that's why I guess you you know because that shirt is gonna have to go through. Printify, are you going to mail out since you do have the shirt physically now? 
Um, that particular shirt is going to have to go through Printify because he did not order the Princess Warrior design. He ordered something else. Okay, okay. Yeah. And I really don't want it to have to go through Shopify, but everything also happens so fast. Like, Shopify will test it, name it, and bid it in the same. Well, again, Shopify is just the platform. It's like an e-commerce site. And then you have the vendors that work with the platform of Shopify. So it's not Shopify. It's actually Printify or Printful. I don't know who your vendor you chose. Uh, Printify. And it's, I mean, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, you have to, like, for instance, you know how you were just saying you're going to generate the, the revenue. It's got to be where you're charging, you know, enough on the T-shirt side as well, you know. Well, yeah, because Printify says, hey, you know, in order to print this on demand, one at a time, two at a time, whatever it is, we are going to charge, you know, $15 to make this shirt for you. And then you have to add on to that how much money you want to charge the customer so that you can make a profit. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. They're, so they're... That's why it cuts into your profit because you probably can make the shirt yourself, you know, would you know, maybe cost you maybe $10 to make a shirt if you really had the blank t-shirt, press the vinyl, and then you could charge someone $20 for the shirt. That's right. And it wouldn't be no problem. It'd be like, here you go. Sold. <laughs> right. Well, let's keep them rolling in. I don't know if you can keep reposting. Can you keep reposting the um, Eric Roberson, you know, post? I don't feel comfortable doing that, you know, like I don't want because I know that that means that he'll also get, you know, roped into that. And so really, I, so you don't feel comfortable and maybe a month down the line reposting, you know, throwback Thursday. Remember this, you know, type thing. <laughs> well, since you said so, I guess. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got his permission when he said, you know, yeah. So, you know, on a TBT. One day, you just be like, remember when, you know? <laughs> Throw it up there again. Yes, she we, she had the mic in the kitchen with her. And... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Coming down the line, I wanted to um, also invite you to a event at Duafe on the 23rd, but I know the 23rd is a special day. Oh, yeah, it's my birthday, so I don't know. Um, not gonna be your, but you're going to do it again. So I will definitely be making the next one. So I help you host. One. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, um, but it was pretty quiet this week. Just trying to get more shirts. And yeah. Cut out the middleman still on that mission. Let us know what you think.